Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another edition of the Man of United podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Manchester United. So please keep all your comments, all your questions, Manchester United related, please, people. It is good to be back. It's good to be back. Don't mind the voice if I sound a little bit hoarse. <laughs> Because I've been at Carnival. It is the Tuesday edition of the show. Ivorian is in the building. Ivorian, what are you telling me first and foremost? You good? Uh, I'm good, man. I, I'm spiritually blessed as always, man. It's, it's nice to be back on a Tuesday after a W, you know. Even though it wasn't an easy <laughs> W, it was a tricky W. But it is what it is, man. Six points in three games, you know, better than what we did last season. You know what I mean? But it is, man. It is what it is, man. I, I hope everyone here enjoyed their bank holiday. Enjoy yes. their Carnival. As well, yes. drink as much as they can, you know, yes. had enough enjoyment because Manchester United tried to kick it off by spoiling our weekend, but yep. somehow they, you know, they said, you know what, we're not going to do this to you. We'll do our best to make sure that you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And so we did. And we enjoyed our bank holiday. But smash that like, people. Subscribe as well and make sure we get that minimum 50 likes, man. Yeah, man, let's bump up the likes, people. Can... You lot mm -hmm. know the pattern. Bump up the likes, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff as well. Large up to everyone in the chat. And every time I take a break from streaming, it seems Manchester United just want to bring some pure foolishness pure <laughs> to the table. You know what I'm saying? They do enough foolishness when I'm around, but it's like when I'm mm -hmm. not around, they go amp up the foolishness. Because last time I took a two-day break, we signed Mason Mount in that period, which... <laughs> was a blessing and a curse, to be honest, because I wasn't around for it. So I'm thankful for that. And then the next time I'm not around for a couple of days, we've got serious interest in Cucurello. So we are going to address that. Cucurello we've been linked with. Regulon we've been linked with. I've heard Taglafico. In regards to midfielders, I've heard Hoiberg as well. So we will be discussing all of those things, people, because I've got plenty to say. I'm sure many people have spoken on it already. Many content creators, I'm sure Ivorian has spoken on it on his channel as well. But he will be giving his thoughts. Big up to everyone in the chat. I see you lot. This is not good. From Warrior J, who says Rafael Varane could potentially be out up for up to six weeks due to suffering an injury against Nottingham Forest. That's not yeah. good. Makes it even more important that we do in, uh, indeed sign a centre-back because he is a big miss. Uh, welcome back, Flawless. How was your uh, carnival weekend? Electric. That's what I'd say. Absolutely electric. Fire weekend. I can't wait to roll it back next year, man. I'm already counting down the days till next year, man. 2024, I will be there. Uh, Dennis says, big up, flawless. Uh, looking peak for Man United, can't lie, fam. It's been looking peak. That's why I don't get this fake, mm -hmm. um, this fake hope. But I get it. It's just hope. And I understand it because I'm on the same thing. Every time I give a prediction for Manchester United, I always I never predict us to lose. So I get it. I'm saying, but yeah, it is very, very peak, 100%. But we'll go to the title. Uh, would Cucurella be a good signing for Manchester United? Your thoughts? Talk to us, Ivory. Oh my God, flawless. You know what's so funny? Mark Cucurella, do you remember the time? I think I think it was before he signed for Chelsea mm -hmm. when he had that season with um, Brighton. And I know I knew absolutely nothing about him until he scored against us. And then mm -hmm. people were saying, oh, like we should go for Mark Cucurella, Mark Cucurella, Mark Cucurella. And I was like, looking at him thinking, who is this guy? Oh, it's another sideshow Bob um, lookalike and etc. And then he made that move to Chelsea. And mm -hmm. let's be honest with you, a lot of players flopped at Chelsea last season. But he was one of those ones where they've all they spent a lot of money, and the, and it just never worked out when he was playing. Before he's the own manager himself came there and managed him, it still looked like he was a misfit in that Chelsea team. So for us to be looking at him, I think it's a bit it's a bit late, you know. 
You know, this is what happens when sometimes when you take a player out of a system that was working for them and make them look good and you put them in another team mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're just not the player that they were beforehand. And Mark Cucurella is a perfect example because I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I don't want nothing from Chelsea anymore. At this moment of time, <laughs> like we've been, we've had history of where we took, we got Juan Mata. It never worked out. Let's be real. Like he done that well in some games. Well, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I was a big fan of, of one. And he was, he, he was, he was, he was, he was second choice. He was like a reject. You know, they didn't want him anymore. Then we went to sign mm -hmm. Matic when they didn't mm -hmm. really want. They can afford to let him go because they had Kante and etc. Mm -hmm. And Kante only lasted for a good two seasons at best until you know you can see that oh he's slowing down and etc. And now we've got we went to sign Mason Mount and we all know how that's turning out to be right now. It's, it's no, not man, we should we should back the manager and trust him blindly, man, because he knows more yeah. than us and what we're talking about. <laughs> well, carry, carry on. Just, I'm just gonna keep repeating that. That's what I was told repeating. Yeah, I know. We, we should trust along. the manager following behind yeah. and all that stuff. And now we're going for another Chelsea player that's Chelsea don't want, you know, at the moment. They're, they're not playing him. Why should we go for him? You know, I know I I understand. I always say this, I understand. That Luke Shaw is out for two months, Malasia's out, but there's still a youngster who can play left back in that position. And left back is not a priority right now in my eyes. A midfielder or a second striker is needed. So I don't know what my manager's on looking for another left back, you know. And if it's on loan as well, poof. But I'm not I'm not up for Mark Querella. You know, trust let's trust this um Fernandez guy and see if he can put it. We're talking about Alvaro, Alvaro, Alvaro Fernandez. Fernandez. We've got, we've got, um, we've got, uh, what's his name, Dalo as well that can play left back. But do we really need a left back? What happens when Shaw comes back? You know, uh, what happens with him? You know, I don't, you know, I don't rate Shaw, but I'm happy to see him on the bench if we get a better player. If we're going to get a better left, if we're going to get left back, we need a left back that will straight away challenge Luke Shaw and replace him and put his position up threat. Not, not someone that can just come fill in the void until Luke Shaw comes back and Luke Shaw regains his position. And does the same fuckery that he's been doing for the whole 10 years. So, like, I'm not up for this Mark Corella. I'm not up for um, Marcos Alonso. I'm not up for um, um, Sergio Regulon. With the time to get Sergio Regulon was a long time ago, you know. Look at him now. Never worked out at Tottenham. Doesn't mean it won't, doesn't guarantee it won't work out for at us. But I'm just not for this, man. Like, I want someone that will come in that's already at a higher level than what we currently have. And right now, Flawless, do we need another left back? I don't. I don't think so. We we need other. We need to be focused on other areas, and our manager's not everywhere. doing that. We need to focus everywhere, in my opinion. But go on, carry on. I get your yeah. point in terms of 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 prioritizing. I get that. I think everywhere is a priority to me personally. But go on, carry on, carry on. Yeah, I know every, and I agree with you. Everywhere is a priority, but just yeah. not left back at the moment, right now. If you if you're talking about a new centre back, yes, I'm all up for it. Mm -hmm. A new centre midfielder, defensive one as well, and another six or eight. Yes, I'm all up for it. And number nine, an all-out number nine that can also challenge Hoytland in his position as well and compete with him. I'm all up for it. But just not a new left-back, man. And it's, and it's definitely yeah. not Mark Cucurella. I'm just not feeling the transfer. Now, what's your thoughts on that, Mark Cucurella guy, man? Hey. <laughs> I'm not feeling it, man. There's so much. Before I, before I continue, you lot continue to bump up the likes. Just because we've been away for a couple of days don't mean we stop hitting that like button. So let's bump no. up the likes still, whether you're watching this live right now or watching this back. Share this across the socials as well. All them social media apps you are active on, people. Twitter, 
Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. If you can share to TikTok, do that. WhatsApp status, wherever you're active on, share this show across all your social media platforms. It really does help. Don't matter about your following. And subscribe to the channel as well, people. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. So I can see TV. I'm seeing Alexa, Eddie, see Jez, uh, see TJ in the chat as well. I'm going to run through some of the comments because i got a lot to say on this. i got a hell of a lot to mm -hmm. say on this Cucarella situation. Um, let's see what else you lot are saying just quickly beforehand. Oh, actually, this is news. So on this situation, Manchester United have submitted a proposal to sign Mark Cucarella from Chelsea. Chelsea responded, talks ongoing, offer is initially a loan, plus clubs discussing various parameters around that. That's from at David Ornstein, Warrior J, big up every single time. Out of context, says the bald forward on fire signing shit. We'll get to that, but... I, I hate you out of context on this one. I do, I do. Uh, big up to Jez, says big up Flawless and Ivorian. I see the new kit. Yeah, mama plug sorted me out with the new kit. So that's what it is. So no. Well, and he was like, oh, you put money in the Glazers' pockets. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. this was given to me. That's what it was. So salute to my plug. Big up to TJ as well. Um, this is, how do you even say? I just call you fashion because I can't pronounce your first name, my guy. If Cucarella can be coached to stop trying to intercept every pass into the winger, he will be a decent option. He always tries to intercept and ends up looking stupid. Won't be as good as short offensively as well. Jez, we'll get into the Hoiberg thing because I blame you because you've been putting this shit out for a minute. And all of a sudden, we link to Hoiberg. We move. Um, let's see what else you lot are saying. Hey, Eddie says, Eddie, we on the same wavelength. I already knew what you would be on, he says. What the hell is this dude doing, bro? Um... In regards to Cucurello, uh -huh. it's an awful signing. I'm saying this is awful. Like I won't go as far to say it's horrible. It's not Mount levels, uh -huh. but it's close. It might not be like as bad as Mount, but it's somewhere on the same same barometer. I think it is. Yep. What is going on? Why are we looking at Cucurello? A man of many traits, a master of nothing. He doesn't excel defensively. He doesn't excel offensively. You mentioned the Ivorian. We need someone who's better than Shaw. Is he better than Shaw? No, personally, I don't think he's better than Luke Shaw. Is he currently better than, than Tyrell Malassia? I don't think he is. So why are we signing someone, even if it's on loan, who is currently, if he comes into the squad, arguably our third best centre-back? That should not be the case. We should be signing somebody if we need a left-back, because I've been saying all along, we need two new full-backs. Mm -hmm. So if we are going deed, if we are going to sign a left back, one go get someone who's established and just certified. Go get a Casemiro level left back. I know that's tough, people, but like I always say, Manchester United's recruitment team and scouts and people who negotiate are paid very well to do a very tough job. That is the compensation for doing an extremely tough job. Is the fact that you get paid extremely well. This is why they're yep. not a minimum wage. These men get paid thousands upon thousands um, a week to do their job. So do your job. So you either go and get a certified bad boy left back. Who we, who as, as soon as we linked with him, we're like, oh yeah, he walks into the first team. For example, people, not saying we sign him, Alfonso Davies. Mm -hmm. That's a prime example of someone. Yep. Obviously, he's not available, but I'm saying somebody of that caliber that you go, yes, he's top quality. Now, however, if it's not the case, you then go and get someone like Malasio, who is younger, actually has the, you can see the attributes they have and there's, there's a template for them to be a better player and has high potential. We know how this guy's doing. I feel like we're in a time machine. This is the same shit as Mason Mount. We've watched this guy. Okay, he hasn't been as bad as bad 
at Chelsea for as long. But we watched him be bad at Chelsea his first mm-hmm. season. Was it? Is, yep. is it one season yep. he's been there? Was it two? Yeah, once. Is this his second is it the season? One season? But the, yeah. first, the first season yeah, wasn't that great. The first season wasn't that great. So he's been there once. So he's been there one season, right? Or is it two seasons? This is his second season. He's had one full season. This is his second season. Ah, right. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, why are we... And even at Brighton, let's call a spade a spade. He was good, but he was never... Wow. We've needed a left-back for however long, Ivorian. We've needed a left-back. Me and you have spoke on this. Even before me and you were speaking, we were talking about Manchester United Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. needing a left-back. Without even talking to you, I full well know that you never said once on any platform, any group chat, any conversation you're having with your man them face to face. You was like, you know what? We should go sign Cucurella. That's never, ever left your mouth. You've never, ever, 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 ever said that. And it's the same as Mason Mount. I could put Mason Mount's name in that sentence and it's the same thing. I just want to know why. It just screams of just laziness and incompetence. Like, ah, right, you know what? We can't really be asked doing our job, so... You know what? All right, who's around? We need a left-back cheap in the mm-hmm. Premier League. All right, let's just go get Cucurella. There's no thought behind it. I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's terrible. It's not as bad as the Mount signing because I think he's an actual better player. But it's very much in the Mount mould of this man doesn't excel at anything. If you come to say he's arguably our third-best left-back and if someone yeah. wants to argue he's the best, I'd say his two cheeks are the same ass. My last year, I do like I've said this, but... We need to see more. That's why it's a shame that he's not fit because I want to see him be given a run to see how good he is. Well, it's a terrible signing. And I know there's people out here trying to... I've seen it on my timeline briefly. People are trying to run with it. Oh, Cucurella's not a bad sign. Whatever, man. Why are you lying to yourself? <laughs> if you're going to lie to your followers, at least admit you're going to lie to your followers. Because yeah, exactly. if I said that... If I said that before we signed him, the show we did last week, Ivorian, mm-hmm. and yep. I said... You know what? We need a left back. You know who we should sign, Cucurella. And you clipped it up and posted that out and I retweeted it. You know how much criticism I would have received for that? How much flack I would have received for that? Well, because now Ten Hag and the the club are saying we're going to go get Cucurella. People are on board with it. Shout out to James Redmond. He said it, the realist, and I quote him every time I use this. Fans become defence lawyers for players they never would have defended in the past. No one has ever said ever, yeah, let's go get Cucurella. And people say, oh, it's one bad season at Chelsea. Even when he was at Brighton, when he was playing well. And that's another thing I've noticed with Ten Hag style. And this hit me today, actually, mm-hmm. as I was thinking about this. And in regards to, we spoke a lot about his style and the way he wants to go. And it being similar to, like, Liverpool of old. But it's not pace and power. You know what the manager's going with? Energy. He wants energetic players who are busy. Energetic players who are busy. That is not the way forward. Go get athletes. He's not interested in athletes. When you look at who we've signed, take... Actually, Hoyland does fall under that bracket, even though he is pacing power. He's energetic as well, but Mason Mount, energy. energy. Hoiberg, busy, energy. Um, Cucurello, energy. Regulon, energy. But where's the, where's the pace and where's the power? Where's the athletes? What is going on? Why are we trying... So would it be a good signing? Absolutely not. Even on loan, it's just a waste. Go and try and unearth it. If you're not going to go and get a senior left back who's just like certified, at least try and go and unearth a gem then. Go get someone we've never heard of like a Malassia. I would take that over this. I would take the unknown rather than what I know. And I've watched Cucurello, very similar to Mount, at his very worst and at his very best. And even at his very best, he's not good enough for Manchester United. And when I say that, people, I'm talking about where we want to go, not where we're currently at. The aim. And this is one thing all United fans are in agreement on. 
is that don't matter if you rate the manager, rate the players, whatever else. We all want Manchester United to win and compete for Premier Leagues and win and compete in the Champions League. That's mm-hmm. the plan. Am I lying, Ivorian? Is that not what yeah, you want? No, no. Is that not what I want? That's what we all want. And then we go and sign. is Cucurella taking us forward to that? Can we sit here and say, yeah, Cucurella as the first choice left back for Manchester United goes for? No. Bear in mind, we need two new full-backs, but that's why we're in the situation we're in. Because if we had done business prior, and I'm not even talking about just this window, but I can use this window as an example. If we would have done what we were supposed to do and move on Luke Shaw and go and sign an actual certified left-back and have Malassia and that left-back fighting for the spot, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. If Luke Shaw would have got injured, it's like, ah, right, you're a centre-back. So we need to go, but that ties into that because now Luke, Sh- Luke Shaw's injured, Varane's injured. We're now mm-hmm. down to the bare bones at centre-back with Martinez and Lindelof, which I actually don't mind going forward. What worries me is what's behind that. And that's why we should have signed the centre-back. That's why you not only need strength in your first 11, you need strength in depth. But here we are. Here we are. Cucurella. It's awful, people. It's yeah, a terrible it, signing. Yeah, exactly. No one's feeling the signing. And here we are with the situation. Again, you said it before. Centre-back has become a problem now. We should have signed on the centre-back, but we're out here moving like softies, and allowing players to stay when they shouldn't be allowed to stay, regardless of whether they they reject a move. You have to force players out. And yes, you can you can omit them from the squad and etc. Strip them, do whatever and so and so. But if you're not telling them, listen, in public, like um I understand that the player rejected a move to West Ham, although we are actively looking for a solution. If you said stuff like that instead of stuff like, oh um yeah, he has a place in, etc. And why would a player want to leave when you're saying that in the media? And I know everyone says that you have to be professional. Yeah, I get that. Even I say Tan Hag is being a professional. He talks a lot of bag of bullshit. He does the complete opposite behind your back, yeah. But seriously, tell a man to leave when he has to leave because at the end of the day, if you want, if you want to progress with the project that you have, yeah, you can't allow people to stall you. And that means players themselves. If you've got a vision of where you want to play and you feel like that player shouldn't be there, just force him out. Don't keep him. Don't say you, you got an opportunity here. There are plenty of time, for, plenty of games for you to play. No, get rid of him because now we're in a situation whereas it's a player that you don't want, mate. You may have to reintroduce him. And like the whole Mark Cucurella thing again, I just can't get over it. Like, when are people going to learn to stop doing business with Chelsea? Fam? It's bad business, is that Havertz, Mount, and now you want to get Cucurella. People have seen that. Yeah, doing- why? Doing Why? Chelsea are just doing Why? themselves a favor by getting offloading these players and getting as much money as they can. But are we doing ourselves any favors? No, like not at all. Like I'm just not happy with the signings at all. Like I'm starting to. I've always thought we had we haven't had the best transfer window. I thought it was just covered up with the nonsense because we signed Andre Onana and and the striker and Mason Mount. But in really and truly, with the bodies that we was expecting, we expected at least seven to ten players coming in, seven to eight, ten players leaving, and that hasn't been the case. I don't know, and it, that's the back that's, onto that's the club. Ambitious from, you that's, know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's down to the club as well, and and the manager as well with his decision making. You know, everyone that thinks that we're all all pro ten hog, we love ten hog and all that stuff. No, no, we love Manchester United. We want the manager to do well, but we're gonna pull up on his bullshit. You know, we're gonna take that red line, I and mean, we're gonna take that red pen out and line the, the this issue the issues that we don't like you know and address it right there yeah man just i'm just i'm just not happy with what i'm seeing in, in the transfer window and then we've got a midfielder that's just been, apparently he's been waiting ever since pre-season to make his move to manchester united but he's out here not playing first team games for ferretino 
it's just frustrating for us, man. It really is frustrating. It's just, it's just like it's the same Manchester United. It's every season, you know, every season, you know, when you thought it was gonna kick on, we ain't, we did not kick on. We did not learn from our lessons. And look at us now. We are complaining in game week three. It's only the start of the season, but we're just not happy with the signings that we're making we and suck, who we're linked with. Mm-hmm. That's why, because we suck. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just, again, bad. Because we've been bad in planning, now it's just panic stations. We should not be in this situation. If we would have signed the yeah. left back, like we should have mm-hmm. signed. We would have signed the centre back, which we should have signed. If we should have signed the right back, because we still need a right back, people, we'd be okay. We would have signed the actual certified left back. Like I said, people, I'm not even saying go and sign the best left back in Europe, which I personally think is Alfonso Davies, or go and sign um, Hernandez from from AC Milan. I'm not saying that. Like That would be obviously in an ideal world, yes. But go and yeah. get me a Malasio, is what I'm saying. Go get me someone who you look at and you go, you know what? I can see where he could potentially go and let them fight for it. Same with centre-back. Go and get back up to Raphael Varane. And now all of a sudden, Raphael Varane's got injured, Luke Shaw's got injured, and we're down to the bare bones. It's just terrible planning. It's just terrible planning. And now you're looking, and then to compound all of that, you make another mistake in going to sign Cucurella alone. If you're really going to go the cheap route and try and get someone alone and not spend big, again, go get someone unknown then. Why is it Cucurella? Why are we taking more of Chelsea? We just did terrible business with Chelsea and went back. Why? That makes no sense. It's like buying a product from a shop and the product is awful and then you go the next day and buy another product from same, the same shop. Make that make sense. Make that make sense. And I said all of this. And the thing is, people are going to run. Some people are going to run with this Cucurella. Oh, it's not that bad. Cucurella alone. What does he excel at, people? He's Mason Mata left back. With curly hair. <laughs> and a bit better overall. Mm. He's a bit better overall. He reminds me of Delo. That's what it is. He remind, And when I say that, people, I'm a fan of Delo. I like Delo. But Delo is a man of many traits and a master of nothing. When I watch Cucurella, that's what it is. Same with Mount. He's a man of some traits and a master of nothing. Why are we not getting players who excel? In certain areas. Why are we not getting players who excel defensively or offensively or both? Why is that that it? Why is it a Martinez, even though he started off the season sluggish? Martinez, I can list. Me and Ivory can sit here and list what he excels at. And when I say excel, people, I'm very specific. In a scale of 0 to 10, what is this player 8 out of 10 or better better at? I'm talking that's, oh, that's on the ball, off the ball. So that's not only technical, that's also physical. And that's also mental attributes as well. What do they excel at? And it's not really too much. It's not really too much, Cucurella. Like I said, he reminds me of Delo. Like people say, oh, he's better than Delo. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm saying I look at them the same. Because if Delo was elsewhere, I wouldn't be like, yes, bring him into Manchester United. Even mm-hmm. though someone I, I'm, I'm, what's it called? I'm a fan of, like I think he's a good player. But again, good is not good enough. Show me the good players in Manchester City side. Don't worry, I'll wait, people. Show me the players who are just good. Calvin Phillips is just good. Mm -hmm. I can't get a game. Why is that? Calvin Phillips is a good player. He's a good Premier League player. We watched it at Leeds. And if he moved elsewhere, if he went West Ham, if he went to Everton or Palace, he would do fine. But guess what? Good is good enough there. But when you are trying to go and compete and win big honours, then you need (sighs) better than good. And this is why I'm nitpicking because it's, 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 
And the reason why I nitpick because it is fine margins at the highest level. Fine margins uh, at the highest level. And this is really happening because flawless, as you've just speaking there, the, the transfer guru, the transfer don himself, Mr. Here We Go, has tweeted out straight away from the from his account. Manchester United would not advance on any other left back until they are in talks with Mark Cucurella. Club confident to reach an agreement with Chelsea. Loan fee offered in excess of two million. Not enough yet, but United will insist in the next hour. So this is going to happen, whether we like it or not. Flawless, like, oh, it is what it is. You know, it's like it sucks him. Carry him. It is what it is. He's coming in. You know, it's going to be our player for the season, and I just hope they're not trying to negotiate an option to buy. Or I mean, a mandatory free. If there's an option to buy, I can accept that. But if it's mandatory, I will not accept that because we need to assess to see whether we was wrong in our opinion and in our judgment, and then say, all right, then go and do your thing. The option to buy, go and buy him. But for now, if we see if he's not good enough, then we're like, he wasn't good enough. He can go back to Chelsea next season. And if in fact, if we're not impressed by January, we can cut down that loan and say, you know what, go back to where you came from. But yeah, man, it's just something. It's depressing, man. It's like this has been a transfer window that I've not enjoyed. I've not enjoyed it at all, man. Like I said it before, I thought we was gonna enjoy it, but we haven't enjoyed it. It's been it's been a bad transfer window, in my opinion. Like what we are scrapping and scraping after we signed three players. You know, we're scrapping. You know, we're scraping. We're doing loan loan deals. We is are we broke? Do we not have money? No, nah, the money's there. No, we big bad Manchester United. You know, we 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 we, we generate seven hundred million. Yeah, um, we just choosing um, not to do revenue. That. What are we doing with that? We just we just not um to prayers the solution, and what our fair name is because that's all we've got mm-hmm. is hope and prayers. Pray you know what's crazy, people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm already at the fifth stage of grief. Like I'm already <laughs> at acceptance, and Manchester United pushed me further into acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like they already like they you broke me. You've done everything you can. There's no more you can do, but you still want more. You know what I'm saying? You still want to try and make me even more unhappy. Yep. And I do yep. my best to look. I do my best to look at the good points. I do my best to try to see where we can be successful. But just this ain't it. But big up to prayers and solutions. Says my life flawless is here once again. Watching you live from Ghana and it's loud and clear. Hey, big up, man. Much appreciated. Watching all the way from Ghana. Love that, man. Big up to all my Ghanaians. Big up to any of uh, anybody else watching um, from any African nations as well. Big up, man. Love to see people from the motherland watching so salute man and everyone else worldwide worldwide as well uh eddie says Overmars and van der Sar look like the architects of the ajax side as each day passes it looks it does look very telling it does look uh we were told amrabat was our priority signing for how long now cucarella is our priority uh what the fuck says shakar i don't know man i i i don't know um ten hag needs a chaperone i hear you eddie Ed says, based on who we've been linked with, Cucurella is the best of a bad bunch. The fact that he's the best of three options tells you where we're at. Where's our scouting department? Where's our recruitment team? Where's Ten Hag's knowledge? How, 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 how have we got those three things at Manchester United? And Eric Ten Hag, who knows Europe. Like, let's not act like he's not been managing in Europe for a long enough time to have us a black book of players who he rates number one. Number two, where's our scouting team? Number three, where's the recruitment team? What is going on? I know scouts and recruits, same difference, but you understand my point. The scouting department couldn't go out and find a left back. I've said it before, I say it again. 
they gave me and Ivorian the money and was like, right, you lot got to fly all, not even the world, fly all over Europe. We're looking for a left back, does this, this, this and this, you got a month. Me and Ivorian would come back with a list. Exactly. We would come back with a list. Oh, you need, so we need a, a left back who's good defensively, energetic, um, um, pace, power, six foot plus, whatever, whatever that was on the list. We'd come back with a list of, okay, these are the players that fit the profile. And then you go through injuries, age, my, uh, transfer, how much they were costing, value, etc. What club you're getting them from, their experience. That's when you start looking at all the tangibles. It's just terrible all around, man. It's just so amateurish. Lazy. It's like they just put, you know what it's like? You know, like when you play FIFA and you just, when you first go on the search page and there's like names there already, like when you just click left back and you don't put no details in. It's like they did that and Cucurella's name was at the top. And they just went, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Like they just click left back. Yeah, yeah, the FIFA search, they just put left back and then it didn't check and then they didn't put anything else. So they didn't put age, attributes, nothing. Yeah, any. And Cucurella was at the top and they said, yeah, Cucurella. It's awful. Awful. Oh, no. It's awful. You know what I'm saying? It's awful. Um, United got to firm it till the Saudis pull up. This is temporary. Nah, but again, the reason why I disagree with this Aston big up though is because it's not acceptable to be moving like this just because we have bad owners. We all know the Glazers are terrible owners. That goes without saying. That's not a dispute here or anywhere. It's very few people who actually back them and defend That's them. But it's still not a way to be moving like this. Sorry to cut you. The fact cool. that we know that the Glazers are terrible owners, but they're not the one that runs this club. They are not the one that's running this club. They've they given it to someone else. They've they given it to someone else to say, you know what? You men do your thing. We just eat the profits. The guys who are doing their things is called John Myrtle, Richard Arnold, and our technical director, um, whatever his name is, Darren Fletcher, who, who we don't know what he does to this day. These are the men who are making decisions, plus the other board members. And they're just not competent enough. We've hired two fools to be in a position such as Richard Arnold, who was Edward was right-hand man, who doesn't know nothing about football, who said that he was going to hand it to the footballing guys. And we have never seen a single recruitment of footballing people coming into this club. And then you've got Sir um, um, John Myrtle, whose first job as a director of football, this is the first time he was head of youth development. He was picking up young boys as a taxi driver, Uber driver, to bring them from school straight to the training ground. So his level of knowledge of football and what the club needs and what the manager wants here is just non-existent. So and then you've got Darren Fletcher. That's his first job, technical director, yeah? What does he know about that position? So, so it, again, the, we can scream as much as you want. And I can, I'm going to scream it to this day. The Glazers are caught in this position, but they're not the one that runs the club every day, right? They've given it to someone and the guys that run the club or the fools that I've just mentioned. And then you've got the manager himself. Who does He's not the guy that goes in there and says, you know what? He tells you, I want Mason Mount. But Flores, he's not the guy that goes in there and negotiates the deal. Someone else, the chief negotiator, goes in there and negotiates that deal. And then he strikes a deal. And then that's it. So he's not the manager that strikes deal. Like, he never bought Mason Mount for 60 million. The negotiator went down there. They asked for 80 million. He negotiated 60 million. And to this day, Flores, it hurts mm -hmm. me. Because we spent 60 million on Mason Mount, 75 million on, on Hoigland, BTEC Hoyland. And, and that money is good enough to buy your mm -hmm. first striker combined. And then mm -hmm. you deal with the rest throughout the whole summer. Sell your players if you have to to make fun. But we had money to sign the best striker. For us to sign Mason Mount, who we did not need, mm -hmm. and a BTEC striker when we needed 
a finished article striker that's ready to do his thing and not injured. You know, yeah. that 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 Hoyland was a second option of like we sign on a main practice striker and we bring him in as well so he can develop. But look at the situation now. We signed our third choice because I believe the first choice was either Kane or Noshiman, and we couldn't get none of them. So my man went for his third choice. See, but, mm-hmm. but that ties it up. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, though. Say, let's say you're mm-hmm. right in what you're saying, mm-hmm. and Kane mm-hmm. and Oshiman being the first choices. Hoyland mm-hmm. as a backup option, mm-hmm. I get. Mm-hmm. That's acceptable. I look at that and I go, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Young squad has played mm-hmm. in Syria. Mm-hmm. I think he may have played in Europe. I'm not 110% sure if he has as well. Um, look at his age. Look at his profile. That makes go and get a Hoyland type at left back. You know what the backup option would. You know what the backup option would be if Cucurella for a striker. It would be like I, right, we couldn't get Kane or mm-hmm. um, we couldn't get Kane or or Oshiman, So we're mm-hmm. gonna go get. I'm gonna go get Danny Yings. That's what this is. That's that's what this is. That's what this is. That's the same. That that's the left back version of him. Like, don't get mistaken. Danny Yings mm-hmm. is a little bit better than Cucurella as a striker. Than mm-hmm. he's a better player. Like he's better as a striker than Cucurella as a left back. But I'm just talking about underwhelming. And then you get the same defense. Oh well, Ings scored goals at such and such. All this type of stuff. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. If Hoyland was the backup option, cool. I have no issue with that. Like, because I look at his profile, it makes sense. And I hear you, Eddie, like, I'm waiting to see, but I like Hoyland as a mm-hmm. signing because mm-hmm. it's more so the unknown. Bring me the unknown. Bring me the unknown. It could be an Anthony, it could be a Martinez, it could be somewhere in the middle. So I'm willing to roll the dice on that, but don't bring me a Cucurella. Yeah, go on, carry on, fam. Carry on. Yeah, they definitely don't bring us a Cucurella, man, because it's quite stressful, man. But yeah, no, I completely... I completely agree with you. But Bash United have done one, pulled another one on us, and then we're gonna have to accept this this loan deal. He is going to be a player. Like I don't see it anywhere else. I don't see a U-turn. I don't see an uproar from fans saying that we shouldn't sign the Manchester United will make a U-turn based on the fans. I think this is what the manager wants in terms of who he's identified as the perfect replacement. And it is what it is. Cucurella will be our player probably next coming day. But again, it's just not good enough. It just isn't good enough. And until I see certain players leave, and then I'll be more comfortable and towards the end of the transfer window, then we can probably see reinvestment elsewhere. If it means we get a left back on loan, don't pay too much, but we're still going to go ahead and bring in a midfielder and a defender and a striker, uh, then cool. I can take that. But don't tell me it's going to be Cucurella alone. And then it's, we're, doing, we're, doing, we're doing panic bags on, on deadline day and we end up with Hoiberg on deadline day and i'll be stressed out yeah this sucks before we continue there's over 50 of you lot locked in like check one two one two let's get up to 40 likes we're only at 29 likes people let's bump up them likes please so like check one two one two hit that subscribe button as well we're at 7826 subscribers people four more i know there's four people watching right now or you might even be watching this back and have you have definitely not hit the subscribe button there's at least four out of 50 of you lot locked in right now who have not hit that subscribe button so make sure you do hit that notification bell as well make sure you subscribe to ivorian's channel red united tv i will be adding it into the title continue to get your questions in and of course if you super chat we will get straight to your comment or your question as well but i've started some of the best questions because i'm seeing people in the chat co-sign this 
And I feel like it's deja vu because we was co-signed. We had people co-signing the mountain. Well, we're going to get him. He's going to play two games. And then people go, well, Cucurella's not that good, you know. Yes, we know this because we've watched him. Even at Brighton, he was not in spectacular. He was good. Like, let's call a spade a spade. He was good. But guess what? Mope was good at Brighton. Yep. Like, okay, the level, the expectation, the expectation is different. And I've, I've been speaking about this in regards to it. Uh, Jesse says Cucurella has got everything going forward, but his positioning is a bit of a sticky one. I don't even think he's good going forward. I'm not going to lie. To Drip UK, who says, Flawless, you got to let me hop on one of these streams sometimes and bring some energy and life. That Mancunian uh, smoke... Uh, that Mancunian smoke banner, uh, like some of these guys. I run fan calling shows, so feel free to call in. I run fan calling shows. It'll be on the kick. There's one more on the Twitch on Thursday, so yes. And this ain't just that Drip UK. This is at anybody. If you want to get on the and channel, also, I run I run fan calling shows over on the Sarcasm City TV kick, so keep a lookout. Yeah, going for And me. also, if you become a member, it's even an easier way for you to, become, to come on the show. If you select the right perks, isn't it flawless? That's yeah, true, right? right? Spot on, mm -hmm. spot on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's perks to get you on the channel as well, people. Links in the membership. I mean, links in the pinned comment for the membership. Mm -hmm. So yeah, make sure you make sure you check that out. Very, very valid point. And subscribe to Ivorian's channel. The links in the title, people. Prayer's the solution that I get to this. I believe Cucurella will do a job at Manchester United and will put huge competition to Luke Shaw when he returns. Yeah, is that, see, see what you said, Prayer's the solution. Do a job. That lets me know where you are at with him. Oh, he'll do, a, do job. a job. He'll do a job. He'll do oh, a job. do a job. Mm -hmm. Do a job. That's like someone cooking. That's like someone cooking you food, and you know they're not the greatest cook. Oh, it will do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a meal. It's like me cooking. You know what I'm saying? It will do. Like what we talking? Like that tells you. It's not like yo, Cucurella. If we sign Cucurella, it's going to be an excellent sign. It's going to be phenomenal. He's going to transform. He's going to transform that left hand side. He's going to get more out of Rashford. He's going to help Lissandro Martinez at left sided centre. No, none of that. Again, it's. What we do for Cucurella, not what Cucurella does for us. It's Mason Mount. It's Mason Mount all over. It's literally Mason Mount all over again. Literally. To uh, Z, who says, Big up, guys. To be, to be fair, flawless. I won't mind taking Cucurella. People forget he was class at Brighton. They're basing his form on the Chelsea team that everyone was bad in. He isn't a bad player from the options. Again, if you put Mason Mount's name in this, this makes sense. Here it is, people. And change Brighton to Chelsea. Big up, guys. Okay. To be honest, I wouldn't mind taking Mason Mount. People forget he was class at Chelsea in that one season. They're basing his form on the Chelsea team that everyone was bad in, including him. Including him, he isn't bad from the players. He isn't bad a bad player from the options we're currently looking at. Same shit. It's literally this. I've just replaced Mason Mount's name with Cucurella and put Chelsea in instead of Brighton, and it's the same thing. The fact that they're the options is a problem. Go and sign a left. Go and get an unknown left back. You literally did it last summer. Telling me the only left back, you can't go get another Malasia. And when I say that, people, I'm, I'm not talking about his skill level. I'm saying his profile. You can't go and find another Malasia. If you can't, you're in the wrong job. What are we talking about? Look, even my voice, horse. Can't believe this. I'm not co-signing this. People forget he was class at Brighton. He was decent at Brighton. He was good. He wasn't world class. He was good. That's it. They're basing his form on the Chelsea team that everyone was bad in. People need to stop doing this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop this nonsense of, oh, well, he was bad at Chelsea, so that's okay for bad form. No, that's not the case because everyone else is bad. You're, no, no, no. You're supposed to stand out because Thiago Silva wasn't bad. Do you think Thiago Silva had a bad season last season from? 
or was he, did he perform to a certain did he perform to a good level because he's a quality footballer as bad as Chelsea are as bad as they've been 12th place he still performed to a certain level so it's not an excuse I'm tired of this oh well everyone was bad at Chelsea so let's go buy trash same shit as Mason Mount is outrageous it is and Ed yeah you're right all the all that was typed was left back and available for loan then arranged by price low to how you talking about the FIFA menu he's the best option out uh, I see it's too late in the window for us to go out and get someone like Fio Hernandez level I think Cucurella can do a job especially in the inverted role again the best options out of what I see and me and Yuzi are not football scouts so therefore our football um our football knowledge is minimal we know the Premier League. You may know a couple other leagues in Europe. Let's say I give you La Liga, Serie A, we'll say the Bundesliga. That's four leagues. How many countries are playing football at a professional level? Just in Europe alone. Never mind South America. We've got a man from Ghana in there. You tell me we couldn't go. Where did Caicedo come from last season? He was in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. Where did Julian Alvarez come from? So there's left backs out there. You have hundreds of thousands of left backs applying their trade all around the world. And the best option you the best three options you can come up with is Taglafico, Regulon, and Cucarello. You need to be sacked. Just for suggesting it. You know what I'm saying? I would have been get out of my face, man. Get out of my face. Now what are we doing? Well, in regards to um getting someone like uh, Fio Hernandez level, that is tough, but that comes back to us not planning ahead. Because we should have done signed a left back of not Theo Hernandez's quality because that's very tough to do but a high level one we should have been done this I've been talking on this for the longest we should have signed two fullbacks people are like now nah, it's okay our fullbacks they're not good enough they're not good enough what are we talking about it's ridiculous and I'm not co-signing it it's awful and we know it's awful and the fact that the, that the options show where we're at it's terrible uh, Z says Cucurella can play. All goes also goes and say Cucurella can can play inverted flawless. That's why I think Ten Hag uh, wants him. Cucurella's not the only left back in Europe in the world that can play inverted. There's many other left backs that can play inverted. He's not the only one. Like what are we talking about? Like it's just absolutely, it's just terrible. Yeah, it's just. Um, Alicia E says controversial Chelsea fan opinion. Much as I want to see Deadwood players leave our club i feel i feel like our turnover with some players this season has been quite fast bad spell and you're out cucarella cula bali that's what it's like at the highest level bad yeah. spell you got dip that's legit there ain't no time to settle in you either quality or you not like, there ain't no time daredevil i see you bigger eddie yeah it is nj says i still gonna buy us i think the only saving grace is they're not too great but are they the favorites for that game absolutely yeah, that's their, it's their stadium at the end of the day. Yeah. They're at home, you know. But the, the, the thing is, we have a chance if they decide to, if if Arteta decides to do his tinkering and start playing party at right back and etc., play a new left back with a Polish guy playing at left back and not start Gabriel Jesus and put Trussard, Trussard up front, then we have a good chance in it. But if he plays the team that he played last season, which was at their strongest, and have party and rice in midfield with Odegaard, then we're yeah. going to have some trouble. Mm -hmm. especially in from the midfield because you know we're not that great in that midfield in that midfield battle so yeah we will get cooked we probably would get cooked but again back to that left back situation i'm 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 querying why are we targeting someone like cucurella and as a loan as well am i i'm wondering if if it's the reason why the club being up for sale has restriction restricted the options of i mean when i say option the quality that we can go for in terms of spending because 
we usually don't do this, like flawless. When do, apart from last season where we got a striker on loan and a midfielder on loan, when do Manchester United do loans? Apart from the Enric Larson. Yeah, we when do we, we do really do loans? When do big bad Manchester United scrape and do loans? Yeah, it was just with Sabitzer and Vingy, innit? Yes. Sabitzer Last person Vingy. I heard that came out on loan was Enric Larson. And that was just a fixed term to get a nice striker in to get the goals in because, you know, it's Enric Larson. You can't say no to the deal. Yeah, the guy needed to play. Ferguson said, yeah. But when do we get players on loan? We, I understand financial fair play has, and many people get players on loan, but when do Man United, the richest club in football, in football, uh, that Falcao one was just because he was fucking injured, brother. No, nah, but you're right, no, but it, it, it mm-hmm. goes to your point that we're not really mm-hmm. on loans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, man. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Don't understand a club like Manchester United are scraping loans, you know. You know, if suck, it, man. Where have we gone to? Egalo, that, oh, yeah, yeah, I hear that, but that was a f- short fixed term. That also highlights the fact that they're signing at this club. It's not right. We're going, we're loaning players. What's going on? Where's the money? Where's this money at? The money's there. The money's um, there. Why, I think the money's there. I think nah, we're just I don't know, man. foolishness. I, I, I feel fair, like go, mm-hmm. go, I feel go. like with that with that rich guy that has a mansion, but when you walk inside that house, there's no furniture. That's why we're, we're starting with hey, this money. Hey, that's that's how we move hey, hey, I, I ain't gonna lie, that's most rich single men. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No furniture, nothing in that's, the fridge, that's, just that's the house. Most, that's most rich single men. Like there'll mm-hmm. be stuff in the fridge, and then there'll mm-hmm. be like a TV with a console, and that's mm-hmm. it. And a single mm-hmm. chair, like a mm-hmm. deck chair. Deck chairs. Honestly, it's your woman that does all. It's your woman that does all the extras. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's the one who does the decorations and the. Fam, I know you never in your life like. All right, let me get some new curtains. That's never entered your head. Do you know that's never. Never. That never. Facts. Unless, unless the curtains have been burnt, stained, dirty. Yeah, exactly. And all that kind and of even, stuff. Yeah, they must be on their last legs. Yo, if yep. you ever see a hole in them, people, that will be up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, yep. so my missus will probably say, You know what, let's get you some new curtains. It was just, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. We don't do this. Like, my room been this color for yonks. I don't <laughs> care about all them type of t- we don't care about that stuff. Um, voice of reason says to be fair, Cucarella was a very good player at Brighton. Unlike Mount, I've seen him show some quality. We should have gone for Rico Henry instead. In regards to that, I don't care about him at Brighton because he was just good and he was Brighton. Why are we relying on someone to rediscover their? But how can we never get somebody in form? Mm-hmm. Why do we have to? Why do we have to? Are we rehabilitation FC? Why do we have to re- get people to rediscover their best form here? Manchester United is not the best platform to be rediscovering your form. You are under the microscope. Look at Mason Mount. Two games. Two games. Look at the conversation about him after two games. Now, if he had those two poor games at Chelsea and was still there, there would be a conversation, but not as much. People don't understand when you are at Manchester United Football Club, you are under the microscope immediately, every second of every day. Anything you do is newsworthy. Anything. Like, so this is not the place to be coming when you're low on confidence and you're trying to rediscover your best form. You are under the microscope. Casemiro wouldn't get this critique anywhere else. But because he's at Manchester United, you're under the microscope. So if a player goes past him, well, Sick Dave putting up stats on, on on big Sky Sports that you never see. Oh, he had six people dribble past. He had six, no, six times people dribble past him. Aye, that's not really that much, is it? Over two games, that's three a game. That's one every half an hour. If I have a defensive midfielder who gets dribble past once every half an hour, I would take that. That's an exceptional return. But again, they're going to spin it. 
because it's Manchester United. And when you wear this shirt, you're mm. under scrutiny. This is what I was saying on the Q&A about Brighton and just the levels of expectation, how much different it is. Let us get pack free one at home to West, on our, West Ham on our home patch. People would still be talking about it months now, months later. Happens to Brighton, it's swept under the rug. Don't get mentioned. There's exactly. levels to this. So in regards to, I don't want no players who have to come here and rediscover their best form. Unless that player is one of the best players in Europe. Now, if it's a Neymar Mbappe level player, I go, you know what? Cool, if it's a Marco right? If you're one of the best in your position in Europe, when you are at your very best, I will run that risk. Mm-hmm. But I'm not for, for Cucurella. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, what are we doing? I, and people co-signing. This is what I don't get is people co-signing this. Mm-hmm. I even mad at Manchester United. I'm just befuddled by people backing this. Like, yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good thing. Da, da, da. Um, no, it's not. It's really not. Aston says, you're right. Options are global. I think traditional big English clubs want a player who's known for media and marketing reasons. I don't know who wins in the Arsenal game. Rashford might have a moment and, and Pepper. In regards to that, no, I disagree with this. And I think you think uh, traditional big English clubs want a player who are known. Nah, not necessarily because you veer away from that. Who have United that have signed that fit that apart from Casemiro? He's the only player we've signed under Ten Hag who you can say has that type of profile. Eriksen don't have that profile. Martinez don't have that profile. Anthony don't have that profile. Malassia don't have that profile. You can throw him out in the mix, say he does. Cucurella doesn't. He doesn't fit that profile. Yeah, like there's not... Yeah, Cucurella's not no media guy like in regards to marketing. They ain't gonna make him the face of the club. Shikar says, question for the panel. You may have already answered this, but do you think the Cucurella situation is because of Tan Hag's talent ID or just because it's the best we can pick from now? Go on, Ivorian. I think it's the best one he can pick from. It's not. I don't know about mm. talent ID because if it was talent ID, I wouldn't be looking at Mark Cucurella to be playing left back. I'll be I'll be definitely looking at people like someone like Theo Hernandez, you know. He, 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 even another left back, like, if it was for talent ID, you're looking at the I Munich mean, left back as well. Um, players that you, you you struggle to buy off of the best clubs in the world so definitely it's, it's it's just who he can get right now who's the best fit in this current scenario and and the those who were identified and that was listed that was Sergio Regulon, Marco Corello, Marco Alonso and who else was there was one more player that I forgot to mention there was a, there was four there was four left back he was looking at and they are not the best in class. And I'm very sure you guys will agree with me. Because if it was based on talent, you wouldn't be looking at them. Because these are players that their clubs are not even interested in anymore. You know, there's Marco Alonso, Barcelona. Oh, uh, yeah, Bertrand as well. Bertrand was one of them as well. Ryan Bertrand. As well. That news came out a couple of weeks ago. Taglafico, an ex-Ix player as well. You know, that's probably someone that he probably knows well. But again, is he good enough to be playing in the Premier League? I don't know anything. Yeah, I don't know anything about Taglafico. I don't know. He was about good at one point. He was good at one to point. Say, yeah, he like, was so interested at one like, point yeah. before Ten Hag, that's why he was linked to Manchester United. But that never took. That never happened, you know. So the, to me, it's just who's the best option out of all them. It looks like Cucurella is the best option because he's probably younger as well. He probably can do more in terms of fitting the profile that he needs. He can. He can do a job like our boy just said there. You know, he'll do yeah, the job. Do a job, and that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, do a job. Mm-hmm. In regards to Shikar, I think it's, yeah, I think it's both. I think it's lack of the recruitment team and the scouting department not doing what they're supposed to, and also Ten Hag's talent ID with this. 
because it's looking spooky. And to Z, I killed his dead because he says we can say the same with Madison playing in a Leicester team that was lacking confidence and got relegated. Now look at him at Spurs. Well, Madison got, his, had you know plus what, 10 assists. You know what this tells me? You didn't watch mm -hmm. Leicester because I you purposely went out. Mm -hmm. I purposely went out of my way to watch Leicester, and he was good mm -hmm. at Leicester. Was he at his best? No, as he had better seasons at Leicester, yes, but he was still performing to a good level. So the, the whole point that you originally made was, oh, well, everyone was bad at um, Chelsea. Okay, everyone was bad at Leicester. And he still performed to a better, a better level than Cucurella. The reason why Madison performed to a better level than Cucurella, even though he's playing in the worst team because it was a championship side that got relegated, is because Madison is a better player. And he's shown that. He's a better player. He's actually helped them win something. He's been, a mate. he's been a part of that. The eye test and the stat test don't lie with him. And now he's at Spurs and he's got more eyes on him. People are realising it. I've wanted Madison for years. Yeah, you said that. It's been like two years. Might even been longer. It's been two, three years where I've been like, yes, I want Madison. Shout out my guy, Neil. You Leicester fan, that, those that don't know, and Shameless FC. I've been talking to him about this for years. Go get and Madison. Flawless. He had 10 goals, 9 assists. That's not yeah. a player that was struggling. In the struggling team. Well. Yeah. And again, he was, was he at well. his best? No, mm -hmm. but he still performed to a good level. He performed to a better level in a worse team. Like like what are we whole, talking about? It's low like the Hurricane scoring 30 goals. For like what are we talking about, team. man? Similar. Like Madison a baller? Mm -hmm. Like who if you if you're shocked, you know what? If anyone's shocked by how Madison's performing at Spurs, you've just not watched him. Because I've watched him. Like I said, I went out of my way to watch Leicester games, watch extended highlights of Leicester games just to see. And every time I watch him, I'm impressed. Quality player, quality, but for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. People don't really want to give him his just dues. I was saying all summer long, go get him. He's 40 M's, go get him cheap. But hey, you know what I'm saying? And that, hey, go no, let's go sign Cucurella. Yeah. So it's not the same thing. We wouldn't be helping somebody rediscover their form because he was already in good form. What did you say he got? Sorry again, what was how many goals? 10 goals, 9 assists. That's the season before 18 goals and 12 assists. Okay, is that across all competitions? That's oh, across all competition. Um, okay. For last season, because obviously um, he did it, Leicester were in Europe, so it was across the Premier League and all mm -hmm. the competitions that they played in, in the domestic league. So, yeah, and then the season before that, in all competitions, including the Conference League and also the Europa League, 18... 18 goals in 53 appearances and 12 assists. Leicester, the thing about uh, Madison... He's playing he's in always, Leicester's he's side, always, you know. He's been playing Leicester's side. He's always been good. I think some people base their opinion on maybe the fact that, oh, but Gary Southgate hasn't been sent, picking him. But Gary yeah. Southgate yeah, hasn't Gary been picking the best. The guy. Yeah, Gary Southgate's never been the guy. He's the same guy that ignores people like Tomori, who's playing fabulously well in AC Milan, reaching... Uh, uh, getting a Scudetto, reaching the semi-finals of the Champions League for a bum like Harry Maguire, who doesn't play, who's got eight Premier League starts. So that tells me what I need to know about. So if people are basing their opinion on the fact that the guy hasn't been getting into the England squad, you must be moving mad, bro. Because that's you can't base on the fact. You have to use your eyes, look at the player, and say, yeah, that's a player. Imagine that should have been all over him, but they weren't. Should have been. I'm just they looking here about it's it. It's an easy it's transfer. Not... He got 10 Premier League goals last season. If he was mm -hmm. at Manchester United with 10 Premier League goals, he would have been our second highest goal scorer. How many yep. assists you say he got? Nine assists. Nine assists. So he probably would have been our second highest uh, assistant behind Ericsson, I think, or maybe third. The point that mm -hmm. I'm making is, is that, yeah, this is people who just didn't watch him. It's not a rediscover thing. And again, he's of a certain quality. My biggest issue with Cucurella is quality. If me and Ivorian 
last week Tuesday on this very show was like, you know what, United need to go get Cucurella. Nobody would be trying to hear it. Mm-hmm. feel like it's deja vu. It's Mason Mount. It's the same thing. Oh, well, he was good at Brighton. Oh, well, Mount was good at Chelsea for that season. Everybody was bad. I'm hearing the same defence. And we signed him and look what's happened already. People are already celebrating that he's injured. Eddie says, multiple streams, we said he's better than Bruno. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been a fan. Um, to Jez, who keeps... Well, he didn't keep asking about it, but he mentioned it. In regards to Hoiberg, again, same difference. Terrible signing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't excel at... A man of many traits doesn't excel at anything. A solid Premier League level. Like, he's good enough to play in the Premier League. But for Manchester United, no. Awful. So it's awful. And when I say awful people, like in terms of where we're trying to go, does mm-hmm. he push us any closer to the goal? No. So it's an awful signing. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of a wage. Because that could go elsewhere. So we're going to line up with Hoiberg, Martin Bruno. Is that a plan? I think that's the plan. That is the plan. <laughs> that is the plan. Just want to stress man out, you know. Two two Brunos. And uh, Hoiberg, you know, I'm, are we at a point where Hoiberg is no longer a good player? Because, of course, I mean, a main star for Tottenham. Because he's had these moments where he was number one, the guy in the midfield for Tottenham. And then this season, they've changed their midfield. He's no and longer. All of a sudden, guy. they look better. He don't start mm-hmm. for them. Why mm-hmm. do we want a midfielder that can't start for Spurs? Mm-hmm. Somebody explain that to me. I want yeah, just, just, just to give me and, his and Madison. Opinion. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why would I want a player that like go take Spurs' best player? That's what we've done in the past. That's what we need to yeah go t- go take their best player. Mm-hmm. Hoiberg's awful. Yeah, Ed said Hoiberg mm-hmm. is good, but Flawless says good ain't good enough. That's it. That's the, That's we don't I'm... want good. We want exceptional. We want class. We, yes. want, we need to get back to where we was before. So, yes, for us, it's not good enough, you know. We're just settling for average or, okay, we, we should be settling for the best. We are Manchester United. How many times do we have to say that we are Manchester United until Manchester United owners get it themselves that we are Manchester United? We shouldn't be behaving like this in the transfer window. We're supposed to be signing the best, you know, players in the world. We're supposed to be always getting the best youngsters in the world. You know, we're always supposed to be winning trophies. When is that going to hit them? When is that going to hit them? Because we keep on saying that we are Manchester United. While the owner saying that we are the Manchester United, acknowledging that what we are Manchester United means. Because I don't feel like they know. And on top of that, our manager doesn't even know what Manchester United is. Because we always had athletes. You was One thing you mentioned before, athletes. What was Manchester United known for? Fast wingers. Athletic wingers with pace. Dangerous as well. Because we always focused. Our attacking focal point was always width. Wide play. Crosses. Inside. Striker scoring, all types of goals. But our manager doesn't know that because he doesn't know the DNA. Maybe because we've lost ourselves in the last 10 years and he thinks this is the new, let's find a new way of, for Manchester United to just identify them. But again, the, even the wingers that we have, they're not, apart from pace and power, Mark Rashford, Anthony is not the guy. He's not quick enough. Even Sancho's not quick enough. So the ident- the portfolio is not correct in my opinion. So yeah, man, let's see, man. Because the manager's not signing the players that we're supposed to have. Even our fullbacks were known to be quick, strong, up and down. And but look at our current fullback situation. They're not, they're not, not all of them are the strongest, not all of them are the quickest, not all of them are athletes. You're right. The reason mm-hmm. why I took my teeth because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. feeling the effects after carnival. And I'm just like, you know, mm-hmm. having to talk. I'm, I'm hearing people. It's bad enough 
We're trying to sign Cucurella. But people trying to make out like it's a good thing is just even more crazy to me. I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, let's I know. just, like, what we do it, man. People, like, <sighs> we could go and get someone from League One and people will try and see the bright side to it. A uh, question for the panel. Champions League draw this week. It's early, but mm. how are we feeling? Not good. Yeah. Not good about it. I'm just praying no. we don't get a tough, tough draw. Mm -hmm. If we get a Bayern Munich and an AC Milan, long day. Long nights. If we we should be in the second seeded pot, so no, nah, but we can do that because Bayern Munich mm -hmm. are in pot one and AC Milan mm -hmm. are in pot three, so we could draw mm -hmm. those two. But I'm hoping it's Arsenal that get that group. <laughs> I hope Arsenal get that group. Yeah, Arsenal potentially will get that group because they've been out of Europe for a very long time. You know, they've been in and out, dipping nah, in and out. Yeah, they're Europe. in pot two as well. Yeah, they're in the same pot as us. Oh no, they cannot be in the same pot as us, man. No, they're in the same pot, fam. Oh, how the coefficients work? They're in the same pot. They are. It's what it is, man. Because you got to think they've been in the Europa League. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they but not. The had, I'm, I'm sh Arsenal had a season where they were not in Europe, right? Yeah, the two eight, the two eight seasons. But other than that, yeah. they've been pretty much in Europe the mm -hmm. past however mm -hmm. many years. Because oh. he was in Europe last year. Did they not reach mm -hmm. like the quarterfinals? Oh, they got knocked out before us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they may be in New York. Yeah, they, they may have been in Europe the year before. Obviously, they had the two seasons where they wasn't. But yeah, they've been mm -hmm. in. They've been in Europe, but yeah, fucking Cucurella, you know. I know it's, it's really stressful, you know. Yeah, this bring, this reminds me of the Mount, the Mount feel. Sorry, this reminds me of the Mount feeling that we all had when we was linked to Mason Mount, and the the move was getting closer, and all of a sudden, you know, it's the same feeling. It's just underwhelming signings right now. We're not yeah. sad with our signings anymore. But yes, go on, flawless. Underwhelming. It sucks. Mm -hmm. you know yeah, see there, Chicago in the pots there. Pot 1, City, Sevilla, Barcelona, Napoli, mm -hmm. Bayern Munich, PSG, mm -hmm. Benfica, Feyenoord. Mm -hmm. In pot 2, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, Leipzig, Porto, Arsenal. Then you got pot 3, Shakhtar, Red Bull, Salzburg, AC, oh, Lazio, yep. Red Star, mm -hmm. Belgrade. Mm -hmm. Hey, P, no. you're a joke, man, I swear on my life. Um, Newcastle United, Union Berlin, and Lons. But I think there's some, um, what's it called as well? There's mm -hmm. some um, qualifiers. So obviously that's why pot four is not full yet. Yeah, yes, the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, playoffs and all that stuff. Hey, Ed, you spitting, man. My head is gone. Uh, fam, after such a fun carnival weekend, this club has brought me back down to earth with a meaty bang, yeah? And also people backing it like, yeah, this this is, no, it's not. It's not a good signing. You know what I'm saying? Voice of Reason says, on, on paper, arguably Spurs have the second best midfield in the league. It's not bad in Chelsea's. So I wouldn't know. I'm not taking Sa, Basuma and Madison over Lavia, Caicedo and Enzo. So I think it's behind them. I think it's, mm -hmm. And then even Arsenal's, yeah, because he don't even play. He plays Havertz, so theirs is trash. Ours is terrible. Liverpool lack a DM. So yeah, it goes to show everyone's just different levels of mid. So the fact that Spurs have the second best midfield in the league, let's go take one of their midfielders then. Or go get better than them. Why are we taking a player that can't get into that, their team to come into ours? Or even as a squad player? It's just a terrible side. It's just a terrible idea. Hoiberg, uh -huh. uh -huh. Cucurella, Mount, it's all the same thing. Uh -huh. It's all just terrible. Man said, I'm not scared of AC Milan. Hey, dude, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be scared of freaking Dino Milan at this point. You know what I'm <laughs> Dynamo Milan. Man said, I'm not scared. Scared's too strong. I'm not scared. Concerned, yes, because of how we play. Mm -hmm. I've seen us concede two goals in four minutes to Nottingham Forest. So why would I not be concerned? And with Rafael de Liao, they have a difference maker on the pitch. That always concerns me. they got a player who on 
on 10 can take a 10 can take a game away from you but hey we move but Nottingham Forest will go to that 3-2 Manchester United ended up winning your thoughts Ivorian let me go back to the notes on that match please yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but yes bump up the likes as well people hit the subscribe button all that good stuff flawless I'll be real with you as like every Man United fan will tell you we're happy that we got the results in terms of getting winning the game However, there are concerns in what we saw in that game for the first four minutes where I don't, obviously the first goal was our own set piece on own corner. And then from there, we conceded uh, that there I can I can I can allow it because it can happen to anyone. Yeah. But the second goal, the set piece where no one bothered to defend, where Willie Bonney got himself in a basically he got a free header because nobody reacted to it. Yeah, That's on the a defensive structure. That's blaming the defence. And the defensive structure of, of of set pieces, you know, this this coach that we had, the set piece coach, I'm starting to suss him out because of, because ever since he's been here, we've been rubbish at set pieces, defending it as well, and also scoring from set pieces, and we've been conceding some bizarre set pieces recently, you know, mm. we, especially in preseason, last mm. week against Tottenham as well. Those are some concerns right there. And they, they made Andre Onana look like shit, bro. And especially the first goal and the second goal. But the, the comeback as well was good enough. It showed me that the team has the spirit, depending on the team that they're playing against, because any other team would have been finished, would have conceded the third goal, and it would have been good night Vienna for us for the whole 90 minutes. But the team themselves got back. Rashford playing in his natural position um, as, a, as, a, as a left winger, getting himself involved at times and yep. getting that assist with Ericsson. Superb finish. The only thing I would say is that it's nice to have Ericsson in midfield with Casemiro and Bruno Fernandes because there's a oh, better so wait, wait, wait. balance. What you're mm -hmm. telling me is Eric Ericsson who can't run adds better balance to the midfield. Interesting. I'm, I'm not, well, I'll be very honest with you. The guy drops deep. He sets up the attack. He starts the attack and he supports mm -hmm. Casemiro compared to him. Mason Mount and Bruno up front where they're all gone wide and leave my man on his ones to, to hold that whole midfield and yeah. forget that they got a job to do defensively. Yes, I will agree with you. Better balance. The only thing that we say is that Ericsson doesn't have legs. But again, Ericsson brings a better balance to our midfield. Yeah. Even though at times when we play the big games where we need the legs, he's not there to be shown and we get overrun. But in the games against the small teams like, like a Nottingham Forest, yeah, Ericsson brings better balance and and we're not that threatened in midfield. So, yeah, that's what I'd like to say. But back to the 2-1, the second half where Manchester United came back within the first couple of minutes. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see an instant impact. I wanted to see the manager tell them off at the dressing room and straight away, as soon as we go into that second half, straight away instant impact. And Casemiro did that. Um, lovely header by Bruno to find him. You know, that's what he does best. Moments, you know, when Bruno needs to do his moments, he comes out and he does it. But the, the performance wasn't that great throughout the whole 90 minutes. And then the winning goal, yes. Um, brilliant penalty. Lovely penalty by Bruno Fernandes. It was a penalty. The red card as well. I, I, I looked at it and I was like, I, was like mm. I felt like it was a yellow card. I felt it was a bit harsh. But as a Manchester United fan, I take that red card any day. It, what worried me is the fact that the manager himself, Eric Ten Hag, made defensive substitution and all of a sudden we looked like the team that had 10 men throughout the last 10 11 minutes of the of, of the at the time 
and we were struggling from there. And we, I thought, playing a, a, a ten men Nottingham Forest, we would be able to score the fourth goal, the fifth goal, the sixth goal, finish them off. You know, although we created chances, we did create chances, a lot of chances. And one of the positive things I can say, because there wasn't that much positive things, is that Manchester United are starting to win the ball back from the final third. And I've noticed that in the first couple of games and pre-seasons, but it's not at its absolute best. And again, we play we play Martial up front and I keep asking ourselves, why is it that for the last two, three, four years, we cannot find our striker up front? Like, is, is there a problem? Is, is the fact that Manchester United plays that. It's, it's a mix and they can't of, find it, the striker? It, it, it's because everyone's not good enough in that equation. Mm. That's the problem. You can't utilize the striker. The striker. No, the striker's not good enough, and the people trying to find the striker are not good enough. So everybody, flop. everybody flops. Fairs. Everybody flops, fam. Everybody flops. That's why. Fairs, but I've noticed this, isn't it? Like, remember we said that even Ronaldo, if we had Ronaldo up front, he won't score goals. Yeah. And he didn't. He scored four goals. Yeah. Oh, not him. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, prime yeah. Ronaldo would have, yeah. would have absolutely done the business. But, mm-hmm. like, that Ronaldo, not a chance. No, not a chance, man. Maggio was, he was. Oh, he was poor. But, but again, we have to understand that. But we know he's not he good returned. Enough. He returned. Yeah, we know he's not good enough, but yeah. he's not fully fit. So he wouldn't have had what is, these. Is he ever fully fit? Well, he's never fully fit, man. Like, right, man. this is what I'm saying. He probably get injured before now in the Arsenal game. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards, yeah, Corey P, you know, you know you're mm-hmm. my guy. Big up every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. You already know. In regards to the game, the first two minutes, Warrior J put in the chat I was on the watch and I got speak. I was just in shock what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And them first two goals is nothing to do with style. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with patterns of play. It's nothing to do with tactics. Nothing to do with the manager. That is just basic organization. So the first goal, how are we conceding from our own corner in the opposition's half? Because we're not organized. Basic. Somebody's got to see yeah. that. Whether it's one of the 11 players on the pitch, Onana can see it. He could be shouting, pick whatever player you want. Ten Hag and his coaching staff, they can be shouting because it was very reminiscent of the goal we conceded against that Turkish side when we conceded from our own corner. That's basics. When I say that's basics, that's Saturday League. So that's something I do at Saturday League, Sunday League, when I've played 11 aside. Normally because I'm one of the people on the halfway line. Normally, that's what it is. And I'm shouting at somebody who's faster than me to get on the halfway line with me in case it breaks. And we got to chase someone down, especially if the opposition have a quick player. So why can I do that at Saturday league, Sunday league level, and professional footballers at a high level are conceding a goal as embarrassing as that? Just not organised. Why are the two fullbacks not? Just put your two fullbacks on the halfway line. Mm-hmm. Put the low, Wan-Bissaka, and you're calm. You don't concede that. Obviously, Wambasaka did engage and lose the header, but he shouldn't be that high up. Why are they not on the halfway line? Why is Ten Hag and his coaching staff not shouting? Why is Onana not shouting? Why is everybody else not shouting? First goal, yeah, just an embarrassment. Second one, basics. Marking a man. I think he was between Casemiro and Wambasaka, I believe it is. But somebody got to switch on and take responsibility and pick up the man. Don't give Bowley a free header. And the craziest part about it, he didn't even head it in. It hit his head. Moly didn't know nothing about it. He just hit his head and went in. Terrible. Um, what else? And then what I will say, people, is from when we conceded the second goal up to we conceded the up until we scored the third goal. So let me repeat that. From when we conceded the second goal, so after that point, up until we scored the third, I thought we were excellent. We were excellent. We did everything that I want to see Manchester United do. I've seen the average position map. Literally every player by the goalkeepers in their half. And it makes sense on there as well. We mm-hmm. suffocated them. We didn't let them out. We dominated possession. We dominated the ball. 
We created clear-cut chances. We created half chances. We got into good situations as well. And we were thoroughly deserving of the comeback. And I was, as much as I don't rate this team, as soon as we responded in the way we did, I was like, all right, we're going to come back. Yeah. And as soon as Ericsson scored that first goal, I was confident of a comeback. And that's not like me to be confident in this team, but I was. And it's on the watch along where I'm like, all right, get the second before half time and we're in this. And then when we didn't, I was like, all right, get the second um, early in the second half and, and we win this. So I have no complaints. Uh, props to um, Bruno Fernandes because he stepped up. Uh-huh. He stepped up. I gotta give him his plaudits. I was saying this on the on the watch along pre pause. I said rise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying rise. Messer pre pause. That's new yeah, to me, bro. Pre pause, new one. That's what we do, man. We do new ones, so I don't have to say it. And then some people say pause. So I pre pause it. Pre pause. I said rise, and I said pre pause. Rise again, and he did. And that's the Bruno Fernandes I want to see week in, week out. If I see him at that level, week in, week out, guess what? I shut up and I praise him. But you can't be one in three. You can't play the way you did against Wolves, play the did play the way you did against Spurs, and then play that well against um, Nottingham Forest and me just to allow the two games. No. I needed you to stand up and be counted even after you missed the sale. Like, all right, stand up. And he did. He played his part in those goals. And I've got to give him props for that. Rashford. Another one received a lot of criticism over the first two games, and rightfully so. Moments player people have called him cool, but them three moments helped us win the game. Yeah. If I'm getting three moments from my my four front four players, so my two wide players, my striker, my ten, I'm taking that. Would I prefer him to be better overall? Of course, of course, I want him to be better overall. That's every player. However, what I need you to be doing when you're not playing well and you're low on confidence is impacting matches. That's what he did. That's my biggest issue with the rest of our attack. They don't impact games. We can't say take the goals and assists that Rashford got and winning the pen out of it. There isn't too much difference in his performance to Martial's performance to Anthony's performance. We'll use those two because that's who we started with. But guess what? Impacted games. He's impacted the match. Like I said, take his goals and assists out of it and compare Rashford's performance with Martial and Anthony in terms of that's the starting front three. Not really too much difference in terms of their overall game and overall performance, but Rashford's impacted. Brush past the man, sell up Ericsson. Good finish by Ericsson as well, which I'll get into in a sec. Second one, did he, yeah, he clipped the ball into Bruno. I was cursing why they played it short. Quality passing to Bruno. Little chip cross. Um, Third one, won the penalty. Please, I would love Anthony to do that. Please be a moments player. Please. This is what I keep banging on about with this attack. Impact. We don't have enough impact. That's the biggest issue. That's the biggest problem. Impact. We don't have enough from our attackers. Rashford will do that and people will criticise him. Cool. None of our other attackers are doing what he's done there. Ganacho may be off the bench. That's it. Palestri off the bench to an extent because they have, and this is why I bang on about pace and power and being direct and being an athlete. That's why he got two of those decisions. He got the penalty, he fronted up his man, won the foul. The goal for Ericsson, breeze past his man, direct, pace, power, athleticism. People don't like it, but you need it. None of our other wingers are doing that. Mm-hmm. When have we seen Sancho do that? When have we seen Anthony do that? We've seen Ganacho do it. We've seen Palestri do it in the last game, actually. When he took on his man and we should have got a penalty against Spurs later on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, props to Rashford, props to Bruno. Um, Ericsson helped with the balance as I expected. 
because that's Christian Eriksen for you. You know what you're gonna get. There was times he was sloppy, but um, he um, he he was solid enough. Pause. Um, Casemiro shut everybody up with that second half performance because he's not even an attack-minded player like that, and he still yeah. impacts our attack so much. And even after he missed the chance, still there. Because we didn't have too much defending to do, to be honest. So there wasn't really much too much defensive work for the vast majority of the game. Um, my only criticism of the team is after we scored the third goal and they went and obviously they was down to 10 men, we gave the incentive right back to Forrest. Why are we in the trenches? We should have seen that game. I'm saying, like, we should have seen, seen that game out. Should have seen that game out. 100% we should have seen that game out. Yeah. And we didn't see it out comfortably. And we're really just scrambling around against Knott's Forest. But that comes back to game management. I'm shouting on the watch along. They're down to 10 men. Keep the ball and we're kicking it long. I think Wambasaka did it once. I think Onana did it. I think Martinez did it. I'm like, why are we kicking the ball and giving the ball back to him? What are we talking about? Um, to Eddie who says, I hear you flawless, but too much pace and power is why we're trash now. No cutting edge in the ball from our whole squad. And it shows. Nah, I get you. I just don't think we have too much pace and power, Eddie. I think the only pace and power player we have who's Hoyland you can throw in that is Rashford. Yeah. I don't put any of these. These men are not athletic enough. I want more pace and power in this team. Obviously, you want technical quality to go alongside that. But Anthony don't really bring you that. Martial don't bring you that. Sancho don't bring you that. Bruno don't bring you that. Mount don't bring you that. Ganacho's not so much power, but he's electric. He's direct, as is Palestri as well. It's not enough. This is why. Um, Rashi criticism was a little unfair. I thought he had a great game. Chicago goes far to say he had a great game. Like, and when I say that, I'm talking about outside mm -hmm. the goals and assists. I wouldn't say he had a great game. Oh, yeah, do we know if Hoyland starts against Arsenal? I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, he's point. been training. He's been training, like, from what the manager's been on the saying. Pitch. He game will on be the involved in the game, oh. I reckon. Maybe on the bench. We'll see how it goes, yeah. isn't it? On the bench, last 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not? But, yeah, someone asked in the chat as well. So, before we let you go, Ivorian. Yeah, um, so, uh, Shakir. Well, I think it was... No, it wasn't Shakir, was it? It was, um, was it Dennis the Great, yeah? Yeah, yeah he was asking for it. Yeah, prediction against Asna. Mm -hmm. uh, 4.30, Sunday. Is it going to be sunny on that day? Just just, just out of curiosity, because I need to, based on history, and if it's 4.30 Sunday against Arsenal away and the sun is out, yeah, we're losing. Because that's how we, I remember how we've lost to Arsenal and it's always been a Sunday, 4.30. And the sun is out. So we're definitely losing away. Um, I hope we get a draw, Flawless. You know, my prediction is a draw. No, I'm not. I would love us to get a win against Arsenal. But I know how these games go. And we're not at our absolute best. And if we start a game like the way we started against, against Nottingham Forest, then it's curtains for us against Arsenal, you know. Because Arsenal are, are ahead of us in their development, in their football and everything, whereas we we still got issues. We've got issues in midfield. We've got issues in terms of converting our chances to go. We're not ruthless enough. So if we was to go to Emirates Stadium, we need to be our absolute best. And we're not the best away from home. We haven't even done well against the top against the top six away from home. Can Ten Hag change that? He didn't. We lost against Spurs. Yes, bear in mind it was the second goal, second game of the season or, or whatsoever. But still. And players haven't caught their form. But again, going to Arsenal, third game, fourth game of the season. Yeah, I just don't know how I see it. I see it. I'm going to go with my with my mind. Will tell me a draw. 
Actually, my heart says a draw, but my mind telling me we're losing bro, for some reason. I don't know. I don't say that we always lose all the time, but I gotta be honest, man. I know you're probably gonna say, yeah, we it's Arsenal. Maybe we can get a win. No, it's the same fam. Something. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. My heart's telling me win. My head's telling mm-hmm. me not a prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a prayer. Yeah, but I think the only benefit we have is that they're not at their best. So we can go there, catch them on the off day, and we have a good mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. But I'll give my predictions closer to the time, people. I'm going to give Thursday or Friday. Yeah, Friday or something, Saturday or something like mm-hmm. that. All these dudes, Eddie says, all these dudes do is run around like headless chickens. That's what I'm getting at. It's all good to have energy. But like you said, there's a reason we can't control the game. Now, I hear you. And just put it best here. But he says what you need is both, to be honest. But across mm-hmm. the pitch, the footballing ability, but also the, physic, the physical ability to compete. Yes. You have to be able to be physically be able to compete and have mm-hmm. football. I'm saying bring me both. I want me, both. See, yeah, I want both. But you see me, uh, my preference is always the pace and power on the wings, the full backs and the left back and the right wingers and left wingers. Mm-hmm. And the technical ability, where is the core and the spine is your striker, your midfielders mm-hmm. and your centre backs need to have the technical ability they're the ones that need to control the game whereas they will feed in the guys who can just kill the game with their pace and we are the moment we don't have that so we have technical abilities on the wing with Sancho and etc where we where we require some pace and power and with Anthony as well the technical ability is there for him but he requires pace and power that and with Marcus Rashford he's got the pace and power but does he have the technical abilities but he's more effective with what he has you know, he's he's the one that's been scoring the goals last season yeah. and, and, and being more impactful compared to Anthony and Sancho. The pace and power is winning over them two where they have the technical mm-hmm. abilities. And in our midfield, we do have technical abilities, but I would say with Bruno Mount, they're, they're, they're lacking. They're lacking. Whereas Ericsson brings it, um, Casimiro brings it, and that's about it in our midfield. Mm-hmm. And big up to Capone says, up, bro? Big up to you. And just quickly, I'll end on the last question because I'm yeah. heading over to Battle of the North, so we're going to yeah. be direct and go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, question to Ivorian and Flawless. Are you guys concerned playing Thursday night's football again oh. this season, especially if you get a high group in the Champions League? Yes. There's no guarantee we get out of a group with Bayern Munich and AC Milan. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no guarantee. Yeah, there's no guarantee. That's what I would say. So am I concerned if we get... Yes. Very concerned, Dennis. But you lot, make sure you subscribe to Ivorian's channel. The link's in the title, people. Click the link, opens up a new tab. Uh, opens up a new tab, and then that way you can subscribe to his channel, find all of his content, all of his socials over there. That's Red United TV, people. Like I said, we're going to end this redirect to Battle of the North. Make sure you follow on all the audio platforms as well, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts or underneath in the description. We're definitely back. I'm not sure about the Twitch watch along for the Carabao Cup. However... You will definitely get the Manchester United Liverpool show midnight UK time people on right here on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. I'm about to head over to Battle of the North, so we're going to raid there. So go big them up. But love to everyone that's locked in. This has been the Man United podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Peace, guys. Mm-hmm.